Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Welcome to our February book club. You will find your people, how to make meaningful friendships as an adult by Lane Moore. Lane Moore is an award-winning comedian, actor, writer, and musician. She is the creator of the critically acclaimed comedy show, Tinder Live, and author of the book, How to Be Alone, if you want to, and even if you don't want to. She's also the front person and songwriter in the band, It Was Romance. This book, You Will Find Your People, it's a groundbreaking guide to making and keeping the friends we've all been desperately waiting for. She shows us how to make real friends as an adult and cope with friend breakups, navigating friendships with coworkers, roommates, and family members, and provides real tools on how to create healthy boundaries with friends to deepen your bonds. So what'd you think, Jess? Well, listeners, at the very beginning of the book, I texted Kelly and I told her, I hate this book and I don't want to read it anymore. And that's because when the book is called How to Make Meaningful Friendships, it really more is a, it's really Lane's journey, right? Of like what not to do. And so at the beginning, she had not started her healing process yet. And so she had not done that work to know that she had anxious attachment and was going through these relationships in an unhealthy, toxic way. And so I texted Kelly and I said, I hate this book. I'm like, she clearly has anxious attachment. And I said this whole thing. And then I turned the chapter and then she talks about attachment styles. So really it's going, it's not just like a how-to book, but it's following her journey. Yes. And so once we turned that corner and she was on her journey of self-discovery, then I got hooked and then I ended up really enjoying and loving the book. How about you? Yes. I think the book is very thorough. I really like how she laid it out and it goes from high level, if you will, and just talking around friendships and then it goes deeper and deeper and really wraps up with what do you got to do to be a good friend, which I absolutely love the end of the book. It was probably my favorite part. She does go into, I think it makes sense in order for you to understand friendships. It's also who are you? What kind yeah. of friendships do you need? Yeah. Understanding how do you know your needs, right? And yeah. working with like how to navigate relationships with other people, knowing what you need and then yeah. knowing what you don't need and how to navigate that. I loved it. It was a person who's not like a psychologist or anything, right? Like she is a writer. So she she is coming from this not as an expert, right? But as a human yeah. who needs to figure out how to have good friends. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I realized about this book is that you and I have been, we're relatively extroverted people, mm-hmm. some more than others. And we have spent our entire lives moving around and building friendships. I think yeah. as living around, we learn. I personally think we learn to develop friendships better because we moved around. Because yeah. we had to like restart and get new yeah. friends. And so well, it and got I, better yeah. at getting 
like figure out how to make friends. Right. So some people, I guess my point of that, sorry, Jess, this is where I I ramble on this. My point of that is, is I realize that some people don't have that luxury. Some people haven't been able to find their tribe. And I think even if I think about our own children, where, you know, some of them have close friends, some of them don't. And how they struggle in some ways to have close friends and some kids do. And just thinking about that with this, where it's like, it might take people a while to find their tribes and it might take well, them a I while think, to find their people. You know, I didn't read Lane's other books, but a lot of trauma, a lot of family stuff. And our parents were and are great role models on how to make friends. They've always had friends and they've maintained long-term friendships. So we did have good models in our parents, which she did not. And the other thing that is a thread throughout the whole book which annoyed me, but I know the audience that Lane is talking to because I have these clients. I have had these clients over 20 years and I want to recommend this. If you have been on a journey where you have a very hard time finding friends and you don't know why it's not working, this is such a great book for it. But she compares to movies and TV all the time. Yes, I love that. so many experts. See, I didn't like that. And so many experts because comparison is the thief of joy. And if you're looking to moving a book on why your life isn't like that, you're going to be unhappy. And so she kept comparing, well, on Gilmore Girls, it was like this. And in this show, it was like this. And this show, it's like this. Studies show that we don't begin to start our lifelong friendship until high school and later. Because I love one of the quotes I took from the book is when she said, I was choosing friendships from the place that was not yet healed. So how can you as a young person, when you're not even developed yet, choose a lifelong friend already when you're still changing and figuring out who you are? So it makes sense to me that you're not going to develop those closer, better friendships until you're older and figured your shit out. Well, that's true. And just as a maturity path, that makes a lot of sense Right. that we wouldn't be at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you're not ready to develop those friendships. And so it's okay if not every childhood friend doesn't continue to be a lifelong friend because what she, I think, validates is as you continue to heal yourself, she says you can't meet the right people unless you make room. So if you're holding on to these crappy friendships that aren't reciprocal and doing anything positive for you, then you are holding the space that could be for a healthy lifelong friend. Yes, I agree. And one of the quotes that she had in here that I liked was from what you're saying, our tribes are not predetermined by destiny, but woven together by shared threads of our experiences, dreams, and the courage to be seen who we truly are. I think to your point about not developing friendships until later in life, a lot of that is because For most of us, it takes us that long to figure out who we truly are. Yeah. We were talking about with the girls trips. It's like when when she talks about the importance of vulnerability, right? I think that's what's so beautiful about aging is that's how you can develop closer friendships is because there's not any of those insecurities. And so you do get closer with people because we're not afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the biggest part, right? She says, vulnerability is not the enemy of strength, but it's foundation. Yeah. In our openness, 
we find our truest allies and deepest connections. And a lot of her book talked about like, if you at the end where it's like, how do you be a good friend? But how do you know if you have good friends? And she talked about, she lists off yeah. these like green flags, which were, are you able to relax about them? Do you feel safe to make mistakes? Are you able to have disagreements and communicate openly? Do you worry about where you stand with them? Those were really great points because I think if you are within a friendship or in a relationship with a person who doesn't, who you can't talk about things with if you have disagreements or who you worry about if they're mad at you or not, and that you don't feel safe making mistakes and you don't feel safe like being relaxed around them, it's really good to keep that in check with how you surround yourself. I loved the green flags and that's why I recommend this book. Because I think she is vulnerable in the book, sharing all of these friendships that she had that she couldn't quite put a finger on why that friendship didn't feel right. So she stayed in it and then talked about how it how it played out. And so I loved that so much about her sharing what not to do, right? This yeah. is not a great friend. This isn't a great friend. And that's where I go back to, I know that at different points in our life, you and I might have struggled to find our people, but I do go back to that core foundation of our family of origin to mom and dad. I do think they had good, healthy relationships, so we knew what to look for. And so if we couldn't find it, we didn't settle. I mean, do you think you ever had those times where you settled into a crappy friendship? Hey guys, I have exciting news. This month, we're giving away a free copy of our book, You Will Find Your People. Head on over to our Instagram page, follow us, find our book club reel for February, and in the comments, tag a friend. You'll be entered for a chance to win a copy of the book. You can be entered for every friend you tag. Check it out. I'm going to say my journey with friendships, because we moved a lot, right? And even when I went off to college, I typically navigated friendships until I was able to settle into something. And so it took me a while to find my people. You would have casual friends until you could find good close friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Totally. And sometimes I would get closer with those people, but I knew that they weren't my longer term tribe, right? I'm yeah. just here buying time until I can get to this other place where I want to be. Because right. I think in hindsight, it was like, are my needs getting fulfilled, yeah. right? And so it's constantly kind of thinking about that. And when I was in my, whatever that is, right, early 20s, I didn't always know what my needs were, but I just knew that something wasn't right. But I can't say that I've had bad friends that much. I don't put up with much because I don't like feeling like poo-poo yeah. in a friendship. Yeah, yeah. I know? think I had... As we're talking, but very young, I'm talking like fifth grade, like a friend that maybe didn't make me feel good. But I think it's like you. It was just a place card, a placeholder until I found Julie. And so I had some friends, but at the time I knew, oh, this isn't that great. But so I'll hang out with this person until I find someone else. And I, and I liked how another analogy that she gave that I loved is that she was comparing friends to clothes in your closet. And so sometimes the clothes might just need for you to hem them up or need a new button for you to feel great in them. 
but some of the clothes you never liked, you never felt great in them, and they would be much better on someone else. And so I loved that. that That's a great analogy. Giving away your friends, letting go. I think she gives so much permission in this book to let go of friendships, where it's like, just let it go because they... You know, they'll find their person and they're just not your person. And that's okay. Because when you do that, you're not going to be alone. You're making room for something even better. Yes. The last part of the book is by far the most amazing thing. This book is reasonably priced on Amazon. I would love for people to buy it. And if you can't afford it... Just make sure you look at our giveaway. Yes, we are giving away this book. And if you are not the lucky winner, buy the book. See the link in our show notes. This book, the reason why you should invest in this book is on page 190 of the book, where she walks through things to do to be a good friend. Did you remember that you see this part, Jess? Go on. Okay. So this is about extending kindness to friends. I've been trying to do this more myself. She had some really wonderful ideas and we all get so caught up in our day-to-day lives and it's, it's great to be with a friend, but I think what really helps deepen it is doing some things that are unexpected. Yeah. So if you like, she gave how many tips here are they, is she listing up nine? If you, Mm -hmm. if you plan on grabbing coffee, pick up one for your friend when you meet with them. Bring snacks when you come over to their house. Mm-hmm. Send them a playlist of songs. I love that one. Yeah. So, these are so adorable. Oh, my gosh. Invite them over when you clean out your closet so they can claim any of your favorite pieces. I do that. We do that. Tell, I have done this. Tell the waiter when it's their when it's their birthday or even if it's, I've done it when it's not. Just tell them it's their birthday and they'll bring over a birthday <laughs> dessert. Which is so fun. Oh, write real letters. Yeah. Cut paper with a pen. If they have you over for dinner, do the dishes without saying a word. <laughs> like just these really cute yes. things. Shoot them a text to let you know that you're thinking of them. I do that and I need to do more of it, but I definitely do that with friends too. Yeah. If you see anything you think they'd like, get it for them. I mean, I just, I need to go in that place more. I need to be in that place yeah. more of really thinking about my friends and just helping we life is hard for all of us. And I think getting those things or having people do those small little gestures is so awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think we have talked about that so many times, even when we talked about grief and you don't know what to do, do something, right? Just do something. I've done the coffee things a few times, you know, I think we get in our head I don't know what they like. I don't know what they drink or I don't know. You know what I mean? And I have gotten a couple of times. Starbucks has this passion. Yep. Is it passion tango tea? Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just there's no calories in it. It's nothing. It's just tea. But I sometimes will get one pump of a sugar-free vanilla syrup. So I was getting one when I went to go see Becky, the spiritual here. And I was like, I'm just going to get two. I'm just going to get two. I'm going to give it to her or whatever. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, that is so wonderful. I don't know. And it, but, it, but I yes. do think sometimes we get in our head about we don't know yes. what the person likes. But it's like just trying. Yes. You know, just trying. So anyway. Well, I think we wanted to find a book about meaningful friendships mm-hmm. as an adult. We had a hard time picking one. Yeah. And I don't remember why we settled on this. It seems like it had relatively good reviews. Yeah. It didn't feel too heavy. And what a pleasant surprise. This was a really great book. And one of the things that I liked about it was that some of this is about us 
as individuals in our own journey, our own journey of self-discovery, using this book as a way of reflecting yeah. on what we want and how in our sense of belonging as we navigate getting the most out of our lives. Yeah, I think it was. So I, I always love a memoir. So I really enjoyed the book. I yeah, think she's really funny. Good point. And I I think it's validating to hear stories because I can be awkward and do silly, embarrassing things. And so to hear her journey. And again, I think it was validating of my own journey of letting friendships go. And I think we can do that. And if you are in a phase of life where you'd like to make room for new people, if you'd like to find better connections, I think this book is really inspiring, but also a great guide to do that. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at chasingbrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.